0: Now join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life.
1: Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening, and thanks a lot to all of our advertising sponsors, making sure that the Advisors Roundtable is here uh, every day or every week, uh, two or three times a week, wherever you are and wherever you're listening. Thanks a lot for Super Talk, uh, also allowing us to do this thing, Bubba and Greg. So Bubba, um, you know, we we talk all the time about uh, financial planning and having a financial plan and trying to uh, put together your thoughts and wishes and try to make sure that those can be done and done legally and done without costing you too many taxes and all those things that are part of why we do this thing. Um, But then, you know, you got 95% of the world that doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. So if you're one of those 95%, why are you living like that without a plan? Why do you go on vacation without a plan? Why do you you know, uh, plant your garden without a plan? Well, you don't. So what are, the, what are the things you get if you don't have a plan? You get some freedom. You don't have Greg and Bubba telling you what to do. You get excitement because you don't know what's around the corner. You, right? you have no idea what's yeah. around the corner. I mean, you just think about it. Have you ever done one of those weekends where you get in the car with your wife and just take off somewhere? No. Huh? No. You've never done that? No, I've never done that. Now, I've heard people do that. That's that's spontaneity, Mm. Greg. It's just being spontaneous. We're just going to take off driving, and we're going to go north. Mm -hmm. And we're going to drive for four or five hours, and we're going to try to figure out what to do. I guess that would be exciting once or twice. Mm -hmm. But am I too much of a control freak? That would be uncomfortable to me.
2: Kimberly would shoot me before we left the driveway. You know my wife; it wouldn't happen. We have to know what time we're leaving, what I need to pack, how many shoes I need to have. <laughs> yeah. I need to know where we're stopping. Yeah. I mean, how much cash? Yeah,
1: I mean, we got to know everything, and that's before we get out the door of the house. <laughs> Not even much less the driveway. Let's say that you and I decided, hey man, this weekend we're we're each going to do that to our mm-hmm. wives. Yeah. And so on about Wednesday, we start sneaking behind their back. Right. We run into their underwear drawer and Mm -hmm. get a couple of things out. We run into their sock drawer and get a Mm -hmm. couple. Throw in three or four kinds of shoes that we think they would like. I'm already in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Me too.
2: Yeah, what more could you need? A pair of blue jeans and a t-shirt?
1: Yeah. What do you, what do you mean you want various colors? Yeah. yeah. I picked the only one you never wear because it's not your color. You're a summer. I, I can hear it now. Andrew, you know better than that. Just leave my clothes alone. Yeah. But let's say you did that. You know, you start on Wednesday trying to abscond mm-hmm. some things. And then on Friday morning, you tell her, babe, I've called you, boss, you're off today. We're driving north. Mm-hmm. Would it work? no (laughs) no not not for us me either yeah and there are a number of practical Mm -hmm. reasons you know maybe one weekend of spontaneity and you drive up to the land between the lakes and Mm -hmm. maybe she likes where you want to stay and maybe you don't like the restaurant she Mm -hmm. wanted to choose because about halfway up there she kind of got into this and she pulls out her phone and she Mm -hmm. starts you know trying to decide where we could eat and where we could go and what we could do Mm -hmm. Maybe it worked once, but it ain't gonna work mo- more than that around my house. Yeah, with the personalities that who we are. Yeah, uh, my wife wants to know how much we're gonna spend and how much we're gonna bring home. I mean, there's just a lot of things as part of that. I think this whole
2: exercise is just inviting trouble. It is, you know. And what is it they say, 80% of all uh, arguments in a marriage uh, mm-hmm. revolve around where you want to go eat?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the rest of them are about money or the right. kids or your mother-in-law. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you could just eliminate those four or five sure. things here, uh, yeah. you'd eliminate some of the, the, the troubles you would have. I think every there are a lot of people, 90 to 95% of the people in the world, living their financial life like mm-hmm. that. I mean, they have no sense of where they're going. They have no idea of how to spend the extra dollar. They got no idea what they're going to do in 10 years when the kids need to go to school. They have no idea, surely, what's going to happen in 25 years when retirement comes. Mm-hmm. So they're living every day like we just described. You and I may be forced into living a weekend. hmm But we're spontaneous. And oh, by the way, we're free. There's another thing you get. We're free. Mm -hmm. If you give me a plan, Bubba, I feel like you've made me live with the B word, the budget. And and you're going to control me. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to be controlled. So let's look at the other option. And that is you talk with your wife and you say, let's go away this weekend. So you sit down together on Wednesday night instead of you sneaking behind her back Mm -hmm. and you look at your options. We're going to stay within four hours of here. What's four hours west of here? What's four hours south of here? What's four hours east of here? Mm -hmm. What's four hours north? Which of those would you like, darling? Well, I think I'd like this place. Well, what do they do around there? Well, they hike, and there are places to kayak and places to fish, Mm -hmm. places to eat, and there's some historical stuff to see. By the way, we're only going to be gone two and a half days. What else would we want to do? And you work that out together. And, oh, by the way, what is that going to cost? You have a little budget put Mm -hmm. together before you leave. And when you get ready to leave on Friday morning, how's it going to go? A lot better. I think so.
2: Now, uh, I, I would say that springing it on um, on Wednesday and expecting mm. to leave Friday is mm. a bit much. Yeah, yeah. Might be better off to start the, the Saturday prior. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. hey, next weekend we're going to go somewhere. Yeah. Where do you want to go? We're, let's yeah. talk about that over the couple mm-hmm. uh, next couple of days. Let's dream. Let's talk. Let's investigate. Let's you know put to, put our heads together. It's going to be better. So what, what we're going to talk about today is what you get out of a plan. Mm-hmm. What does a plan consist of? What are the component parts of? And then what do you get out of it psychologically, spiritually, socially, financially? Because you need one here at the advisors round. Welcome back to the advisors roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Bubba and Greg Cooley and Labis, uh, certified financial planners, here with you. Um, talking about a financial plan, we talk about them all the time. Okay. But what are the component parts of a financial plan? I think sometimes, you know, we just kind of gloss over that, mm-hmm. use that term. But what are the component parts? Well, first of all, we're just going to start with today's cash. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, a component part of it is a cash flow management plan otherwise known as a budget. Right. Do budgets have to be restrictive?
2: Um, yes, I, I think so. Okay. I mean, because it's a budget, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, it,
2: if you don't have a budget, then you're unrestricted, meaning that you can do whatever you want to.
1: All right, so let's just say...
2: I, be- I guess theoretically, right? Right. As so- long as you've got the
1: cash to do it or the credit to do it. uh uh-huh. which happens for most of us. Right. Uh, if the cash is not there and we want to do something and we're not going to be restricted, mm-hmm. we're going to be free. We're not, we, you know, we don't want a budget. Yeah. We don't want you controlling me. So then if I don't have the cash, I use the credit card mm-hmm. to fulfill myself. Right. But a budget kind of gives me a direction. It gives me some um, parameters. It says, okay, Maybe we're going to... guardrails. S- yeah, some guardrails. Yeah. So it gives me um, that was guardrails and that plan that says, okay, here's twelve hundred dollars, and out of this twelve hundred dollars that I've got this week, I gotta keep two hundred back for my rent, and I gotta keep a hundred and twenty back for my utilities, and I gotta keep a hundred and fifty back for food, mm-hmm. and I gotta keep this back for clothing. Is that? Is that really that restrictive? Yeah. For some people, I think it is. Yeah. But for other people that think, I got $150 for food. Right. Let's think about how we can spend that. Mm-hmm. Well, $75, $80 of it, I'm going to spend at the grocery store. Yeah. 75 or $80 of it, I'm going to spend at the drive-thru or at the convenience mm-hmm. store. That's not that restrictive. You can live within it, right? Oh, sure. So why do we fight it? Is it because it takes too much time? It takes too much thought? It takes too much brain power? I, it, I think it's just the connotation of having a, uh, 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 or
2: negative connotation of having a budget mm. and feeling like you're restricted. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to be bound up and, and feel restricted. Mm-hmm. It's like putting somebody in jail, right? Uh, nobody likes to go to jail. Well, I, I wouldn't think people like to go to jail. Well, some
1: people, the way they yeah. act, they keep going mm-hmm. back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, there's something attractive yeah. about it.
2: However, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess Americans as a population uh, like the fact that they've got freedoms. Okay. And if you try to limit their freedoms, mm-hmm. which in this case could be limiting some of their freedoms or be perceived as limiting their freedoms, then, uh, then they're not going to be happy with that dreaded
1: B word, the budget. Okay. Because parts of the budget are Mm -hmm. about today's spending. Mm -hmm. And you would be limited a little bit, Bubba. Uh, No more than $15 on lunch. Well, is it limited or is it being disciplined?
2: Uh, uh, You know. Yeah. I like using different words here, but they, they mean, you know, two different things. Yes. If you're limited then you've got a limit on how much you can spend. If you're disciplined then you control how much you spend. Uh, so it it yeah. kind of it flips the conversation around to say, all right, where does the control lie? Right. Are, right. you, are you controlled by how much you can spend, or are you controlled
1: by your choices on how much you spend? See, when you think about your choices, mm-hmm. then you get to say, out of this $1,200... All of a sudden, you get your freedom back. I got my freedom back, and yes, I know I got to eat, mm-hmm. and yes, I've got to have shelter, yeah. and my kids have to have clothes, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, if I manage those, then I may have $200 extra at the mm-hmm. end... That I can choose what to do with. I may choose today that for lunch I'm going to take some uh,
2: uh, a bologna sandwich or cheese and crackers, right? Mm-hmm. So that I can have the
1: choice to go out to dinner tonight. Yep. There you go. There you go. So now you're in charge. Mm-hmm. You're, yes, inside these guardrails because the guardrails are intended to take me somewhere. Mm-hmm. Guardrails are on the side of a what? A road. Right. So this road's supposed to be taking me where? To financial freedom, to maybe wealth accumulation, yeah. to being able to take better vacations, send mm-hmm. my kids to college, all those things. Keep you from drowning in a river. Keeping me from yeah. drowning. Driving dr- off a cliff. Dr- drowning yeah. in debt. I mean, right. That could be the river that mm-hmm. is tempting to many of us. Because mm-hmm. it looks kind of fun. Sure. Be out there in the middle of that river. Mm-hmm. Up and down as the waves crash. But if you can't swim, mm-hmm. or you don't have the right boat, uh, or you haven't planned, then you get all wet, and it can be dangerous. So the component parts of a financial plan we're going to go on. First of all, is that cash flow planning, that mm-hmm. budgeting. Uh, that really doesn't have to be that negative if you look at it right. Uh, the next part is risk management. We'll we'll de- define that. Then retirement planning, college planning investments, estate planning, tax planning. Uh, those are the seven mm-hmm. kind of parts we're going to talk about today. So let's talk about the next part, risk planning, risk management. You got a college degree in that, didn't you? I do.
2: Right. I, I, so I'm going to boil it down and, and make it pretty, pretty simple, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for individuals to know what their true risk tolerance is until they have experience. Okay, and and I say that, and I mean it this way: um, that they could have an investment, they could not have an investment. Mm-hmm. If they've never done it, then they've never experienced right that that aspect of it. Okay. So from that from that perspective, they're not going to know um, what their true risk tolerance
1: is until they experience it. All right, so this is over on the investment side. On the investment side, uh, looking at. At risk because mm-hmm. there is risk, sure, in the investment world. Mm-hmm. You know, we see volatility every day in the stock market. Right. It goes up, it goes down. Stocks go up, stocks mm-hmm. go down. This, you know, it would be my luck the stock I bought, if I'd never done it before, would be the one that goes down tomorrow.
2: I, I think to the same token, there's risk in the non-investment world. Absolutely. So, what is the risk associated with you know your your plan? If you're not invested mm-hmm. In, in, mm-hmm. in various markets or other products, right? Yeah. If you don't
1: save, yeah. there's a risk tomorrow that a tire is going to blow. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so what are you going to do now for a tire? Yeah, if that There's a risk there, right? Because you're driving on these roads. Yeah. Boy, have you driven on these roads? There's a, there's a risk associated with driving to work every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. With driving home from work every day. That's right. You know? Right. So you get certain kinds of insurance Mm -hmm. to help you with that risk. So there's a number uh, of of considerations to Mm -hmm. throw into the mix when you're talking about risk in your life. And And a lot of us just live by the seat of our pants and don't mm -hmm. manage that.
2: And we, we could talk about the, uh, the different uh, risk parameters and, and how you deal with risk. You can either avoid risk, mm-hmm. meaning that you, you just wouldn't drive that day. Right. You can transfer risk, mm-hmm. you know, meaning that you transfer it to somebody else and make them drive. Mm-hmm. or you buy insurance
1: mm-hmm. which, which is going you pool it pool it together right
2: so there's a number of different things that you could con- conceptually talk about when it comes to risk. Oh yeah, right yeah. Um, I
1: mean they're big thick college books oh yeah yeah <laughs> that you had to take mm-hmm. tests on sure that basically are, are taking all those different kinds of risks and then breaking them mm-hmm. up by the ways that you could handle the risk and then look at the component parts of every one of those mm-hmm. I mean it gets complicated yeah it can. All of these things could get complicated on I mean, correct budgeting and certain percentages you mm-hmm. ought to be spending on housing as opposed to cl- clothing and shoes and travel. And A, 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 a great example here, and I, I would say that
2: anybody that owns a, a house is going to own homeowner's insurance. We hope so. And the reason you do that is because you're worried if the, if the house burns down. Mm-hmm. Right, Uh, that you would have coverage to replace that large asset.
1: Because there's a risk it could. Right.
2: There's a risk it could blow away. But if I gave you the statistic that said that there's a 1 in 1,700 chance that your house is going to
1: burn to the ground. (laughs) Right. You know, those are pretty good odds. Yeah. So, some people who want to live on the edge. But that would be a total loss, right? That would be a total loss. What if you had just a partial loss? Uh, Yeah. You know, just three or four rooms mm-hmm. were affected by the last wind storm. Right. What are you going to do? Mhm. If you don't have the insurance and you haven't saved and you haven't considered your risks. Um, so risk management covers a lot of my life, right? Sure. Does. sure. It covers my home, it covers mm-hmm. my possessions, it covers my investments, it covers my life. Now, when
2: we get back to talking about where you're going to take your wife on uh, that weekend jaunt, Uh you know,
1: Uh
2: I I think you need to be careful with that risk management, too. (laughs) Yeah. And that conversation. Yeah. And maybe have that conversation a week in advance.
1: And share. Yeah. Share that risk. Mm -hmm. Share that conversation. Share share that outcome. Because you don't want to mess that up either. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so far, we've talked about cash flow management as part of my financial Mm -hmm. plan. Risk management. Is part of my financial plan. It's only two. There's seven parts we're going to talk about today. we got five more to go here on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Hang in there with us as we talk about why you need a financial plan. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening And So, Bubba, we're talking about the parts of a financial plan. And so far, we have covered cash flow management and basically insurance risk Mm -hmm. management. Um, Let's do the next one. Tax planning. Can you plan your taxes? Don't you just put that off till the end of the year and hope that it's it's zero or you get some back? Oh, you might want to talk about a fun one. You know, uh, what do they say? You know, the only two things in life that are certain are death and taxes. Yeah, they're coming in some way. Right. All right, now most of the time when I say that to people, right off the bat, in their brain, initially when they when we talk about taxes, they're thinking payroll taxes, mm-hmm. income taxes, right? Right. Because that affects just about everybody.
2: Well, so I think there is planning that you can do in that regard.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Number one, you can look at how many exemptions you're claiming. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, if you owe money every year, maybe you're not withholding enough. Uh. If you get a refund every year, maybe you're withholding too much.
1: And I can plan for
2: that. And you can plan for that and change that.
1: Yeah. I can do that with my employer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or if I'm a self-employed person, I can plan better the things I deduct. That's right. I may have some deductions that are lying around. Mm -hmm. If I talk to somebody who does this, they can tell me, hey, you know what? You can deduct mileage in this industry. That's right. Or you can deduct a home office. Mm -hmm. You can deduct the internet. You know, there's a right. lot of things here I could plan to help myself out mm-hmm. if I'm owing every year. Sure. Um, so I can plan for the income tax thing. Mm-hmm. What are the other taxes that are in my life that sometimes annoy us when we write those checks, but maybe we can plan around them?
2: Um, Sales tax.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, uh, you can't really get around sales tax. Mm-hmm. You know that it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. But if you have large purchases to make, mm-hmm. like a vehicle or, you know, whatever you're buying that's, that's going to be big that's right. going to be subject to sales tax, mm-hmm. maybe you can plan when you purchase that vehicle.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to pay, you know, $1,500 tax this year. Right. Or maybe my cash flow management tells mm-hmm. me I can't. But after the first the year, I'm going to get a bonus. That's right. At work, maybe I buy that thing in January. Mm-hmm. And some people have told me that there yeah. are certain times yeah. of the year that better buy a car anyway. That's right. But, you know, one of my
2: favorites when it comes to, uh, to to tax planning is the types of planning that you do in regard to uh, savings for your retirement mm-hmm. and
1: or in investment gain and or loss planning. And so, you know. As a component part of our financial plan, you got retirement planning. Right. And most people are thinking, in a minute, we're going to talk about retirement mm-hmm. planning a little bit. And most people are thinking about the accumulation sure. of enough to retire. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. I mean, that's a full-time job almost in and of itself. Right. To say, okay, I'm going to turn 65. When I'm 65, I need $5,000 a month coming in. Mm -hmm. Some of it's coming from Social Security. I mean, that's all the stuff we're going to get to and how much needs to come from investments. But you're telling me that probably some of that stuff that's coming from investments Mm -hmm. is going to have tax associated with it? That's right. So I need to plan that, too. You need to plan for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for some people, there are estate taxes, there are property taxes. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of taxes in your life. Maybe you need to sit down and not avoid the Mm -hmm. subject, but actually plan around it. Maybe when
2: when January rolls around and you get that notice in the mail saying that you owe property taxes, Mm -hmm. that you're not surprised by it. Uh
1: Yeah. Yeah. It didn't just come up. It didn't come up. (laughs) Yeah. Like your car insurance. Because it comes up about the same time every year. Every year. year. Yeah. So you can plan for that. Mm -hmm. Hmm? Right. So tax planning. How do you properly do tax planning and take all of that in consideration and do good calculations? I'm going to need a professional to help me with that. Absolutely
2: you will. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. Well, I,
2: I would say that the majority, and and by majority, I mean the large majority, you know, ninety five percent of the individuals out there mm-hmm. will need a professional to help them with tax planning.
1: I I think so. And if you haven't asked questions, of you know, of, of your tax preparer or your financial advisor or your CPA related mm-hmm. to that, you
2: need to. You know, one one of my favorites though is is when. Somebody uh, is having their taxes prepared or whatever, and they, they, you know, whoever's preparing their taxes yeah. says, you know, if you'd put in five thousand dollars in an IRA, it would have saved you this much money. Yeah. Well, what am I, you know, paying you for? Oh, Why yeah. don't you what? tell me to do that well, you and I'll tell save me that the last money. year?
1: Yeah, I'd have done that five thousand right. dollars throughout twelve months. Right. I can't come up with it all of a sudden. You want me yeah. to do it in the next twelve minutes before right. I sign this thing? Hmm. <laughs> huh. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes when you ask the question related to planning, mm-hmm. because so very few people do. Right. Which is an indication that some, uh, that may be one of the reasons mm-hmm. that some preparers don't talk to you about right. it beforehand. Because very few people require them to do that. Mm-hmm. But when you do, it might, you know rattle their cage and they like, you know, I need to do that with all my clients. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, So you could benefit somebody else by your your own tax Mm -hmm. planning, which leads me to retirement planning. As I said, most of us think of retirement planning on the accumulation side. Right. You're telling me there are two phases to retirement planning? Absolutely, there are. The accumulation. And then the distribution phase. Okay, so let's talk a moment about the accumulation phase. Say you're 30 years old. And you want to retire by the time you know you pick a a number, you do need to pick a number, don't you? Need to pick a, a time, a date, unless you plan on working forever. Okay, so retirement usually tells me I ain't working, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Since the, you know, hence the word retirement. Right. All right, so uh, I'm so let's gonna pick ret-
2: age 65. Okay, you pick, know, I think a lot of people like that age. Yeah,
1: that's when Medicare starts yeah. and, and within the time frame that you could get Social Security mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So let's sit pick 65. You're 30. Right. What are a few of the things, the accumulation phase of, of the next mm-hmm. 35 years that that person needs to be thinking about? What, what, what do they need to put in place? What, what do they need to do in order to be able to accomplish that? Well, they need to look and see what they have available to them first.
2: Okay. So if they have a workplace retirement plan, mm-hmm. you know, that might be a, a very good option or, or place to start. Mm-hmm. If they don't, then they need to look at other options. Okay. You know, doing an individual IRA, maybe their taxes... Would allow them to uh, do a Roth IRA as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a number of different ways to accumulate mm-hmm. this money. Mm-hmm. And basically, what you're doing is is you're 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 building up this nest egg,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And some of those accounts mm-hmm. also roll back into my tax planning. That's right. Because I can, in some cases, get deductions mm-hmm. if I plan for the accumulation of my retirement. That's right. So this stuff it kind of connects it's an intricate web we weave it it? is it is one thing leads to another leads Mm -hmm. to another right okay so i'm accumulating here i need to look for the options i have Mm -hmm. what's available to me right that's number one number two i need to follow through and put some money in there right which is part of that budget thing Mm -hmm. as you said it's a web we weave sure and so you know if i do that 1200 a week and i spend all that on Food, shelter, and mm-hmm. clothing, and then I have that extra two hundred. Maybe I spend the extra one hundred, and the other one hundred mm-hmm. goes into one of these accounts right. to help me accumulate. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else is associated with the accumulation phase that you see people? Some people do well, and some people do uh, that they don't do it well, and so they're not prepared when sixty-five gets there.
2: Well, it, it's the amount that they're saving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the number one question, you know, how much do I need to save in order to retire upon this date, mm-hmm. assuming that I live another 30 years into retirement, I don't want
1: to run out of money, uh, right?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. So that helps me figure mm-hmm. how big the account, right. how big to accumulate yeah. during the accumulation phase.
2: I would say probably the biggest mistake that I see individuals make is that they don't
1: start or don't start early enough. hmm Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they don't do the backward math Mm -hmm. that says when I get to be 65, I I think I want this kind of lifestyle. So that's going to uh, uh, require this big of an account. So if I start 35 Mm -hmm. years out here, how much needs to go in weekly? That's right. Uh, But that math can be done and Mm -hmm. it's not that complicated. Right? Right. All right. So we're doing the accumulation, we're getting up there, now we're, we've done the retirement mm-hmm. planning up to the point of retirement. Right. There's still some retirement planning associated with the th- next 30 years sure after the day is. of retirement? Yeah. You call that the distribution? Distribution phase. You know, no. what
2: did you save all this money for in the, in the beginning, right? Yeah. Because you're going to need it later.
1: Right. So let's say I saved a half million dollars. Okay. Couple of options in my mm-hmm. my distribution phase with a yeah. half million. Mm-hmm. I can if you've
2: got a fifty thousand dollar a year lifestyle mm-hmm. and that's your only source of retirement income, then it's gonna last ten years. Right. Right. But assuming that you start Social Security, maybe that would make it last a little bit longer. Okay. Maybe you've got a pension associated with your one of your employers that
1: you've got. that could make it last even longer. Oh. All right. Yeah, that's right. Because you could put less stress on that $500,000 account because right. some of your $50,000 mm-hmm. a year coming from other places. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can stretch it out and it lasts yeah. 20 years. Mm-hmm. Or maybe my spouse has saved too. Yeah. And maybe I can make this thing last 30 or 40 years. That's right. And maybe I can leave it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of planning there related to the distribution in retirement. Right? Right. So we have talked about cash flow management, budgeting, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. We talked about risk management, insurance. Uh, We talked about tax planning. Mm -hmm. And now we've talked about retirement planning. We checked off four. Well, i got three more to go and one more segment of the show. I think we can handle it right here at the Advisors' Roundtable on Supertalk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors' Roundtable on Supertalk Radio. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. Thanks a lot to all of our sponsors. Thanks a lot to those of you who are listening and uh, have been patrons of the show for a number of years. Uh so Bubba, we're talking about a financial plan, the comprehensive financial mm-hmm. plan with its seven component parts. And we've we've touched on cash flow management and risk management and tax planning and, and retirement planning. Let's talk about the next one. College planning. Okay. Uh, how much college planning are you doing? Well, kids. you
2: know, I, I would I would like to say that I'm going to hand my kids a sweaty wad of cash and say
1: best of luck. <laughs> Yesterday we had Jeffrey Dunham on. Mm-hmm. It kind of kind of sounded like that's what he's done yeah. to his kids, right? That's right. Everybody yeah. gets this certain amount of money. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much it is fifty thousand, five hundred thousand. I don't know what it is. Did he adjust it for inflation for I don't the kids? Know. I, yeah. I, I didn't get involved yeah. in. It. I haven't done his financial plan right. for him, but. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision related to college planning, a, philo- a philosophical decision. Don't you? You do. Yep. Because some people are all, Bubba, you, I got you through high school, mm-hmm. buddy. You're gonna pay yep. for this yourself. You're you know on how, your how to own. wait tables, don't yep. you? Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And and some individuals will say, Look, you know, I'll, I'll put you
1: through medical school. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically what my wife has said to my mm-hmm. kids, and I said, Really? Mm-hmm. But you know. But now, if you're not doing well in school and you're not getting into mm-hmm. vet school or medical school or law school or whatever, then, you know, about four or five years is about all I'm going to do right. here. I'm not, you're right. not, you can't be a professional student mm-hmm. and not be accomplishing something. Yep. Uh, but that—it's all a philosophical discussion inside the family, you know. And there—and there are other options too, mm-hmm. you
2: know. I—I I sincerely think and believe that the military is a great option. A wonderful for a number one. of individuals. It, it number one, at eighteen years old, do you really know what you want to do for the rest Most of your life?
1: Most people don't.
2: But most people don't. Why not go out and get some training in the military, do some service there, have the GI Bill, and then use that to go to school? yeah, Yeah. And
1: or go to school while you're in the military. Sometimes college is not the thing for you. Right. You can become a welder. Sure. And within two or three years, you can be kicking down a hundred grand, or an airplane mechanic, or mm-hmm. you know, a pilot. A pilot technology. I mean, yeah. a number of different. There's things. a lot of other. There are a lot of things that may or may not mm-hmm. be associated with the plan, but the parent. That's really what mm-hmm. college planning is all that's about, right? right? Mm-hmm. The parent probably needs to put back some money, right? Despite what what your philosophy mm-hmm. is, the parent probably needs to put back some. Even if it's you're going to go to trade school, trade school ain't necessarily yeah. free, and you got to live somewhere. Some trade schools could be fifty, seventy five thousand well, dollars. They sure could. That's right. So um, there needs to be some future education planning. Sure. Inside the family, related to uh, philosophy, the next. Thing related to education planning mm-hmm. and retirement planning is a thing called investment planning. Right. Okay. It's amazing
2: and, how we got to that as, as number six, right?
1: You, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're close here to the end, right. and we got investment planning mm-hmm. and estate planning left. Right. All right. So, investment planning that probably goes back to one of those first points you made related to risk ma- mm-hmm. uh, management under the investment side. Phil needs to decide, our executive producer sitting over there, Phil Walmart, he needs to decide what his risk tolerance is before he makes his savings and investment choices. Right. Right? He decides tomorrow, man, I have er heard that Apple is a great company and the stock's gone up. I want to be part of that. Yep. He may be pi- buying it after all the money's been made. Sure. And, you know, it's been run up. Mm-hmm. And here he is. He's buying it at the top. He didn't know. he didn't, You know, Apple's a good thing. I right. want some. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it'll continue to go and he will be fine. But maybe he needs a little thing called diversification. Right. Isn't that part of investment planning? I think first and foremost, he needs to figure out if
2: he's an investor or not. Oh. You know, some individuals m- may not be investors.
1: They're just savers. They're savers. Right. So what's the difference? There?
2: Uh well I would I would say that an investor is somebody who is willing to put capital at risk. Mm. Willing to put their money at risk in hopes of a higher return.
1: So that's the reason when we were talking about risk management, yep. you brought that up mm-hmm. because then I need to know how much risk I'm comfortable with. Correct. Let's say that Phil over there is not really that comfortable with much mm-hmm. risk. But on the other hand, he wants to make more than a money market's gonna right. pay him. Mm-hmm. Are there a couple things available to him? Uh well, these days, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not many, yeah, right? Not many, not,
2: yeah. not many. But but, but yes, historically, there have been other options. Two available. or three
1: other options, right? CDs, bonds, mm-hmm. uh, that floating rates, you know, some sure. other things there. Maybe some insurance products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, certain kinds of annuities mm-hmm. or whatever may right. be something that he'd be comfortable mm-hmm. with. This. Risk management associated with investments, all about his comfort level, right? Correct. Where we start Mm him, your whole goal here is what? Keep him in the game. That's right. Don't get him in there, and he buys Mm -hmm. that one stock, and it goes down. At the end Mm -hmm. of four or five years, he hasn't made any money. Maybe he's lost some, and it hurts him psychologically. It puts a bad taste in his mouth. He's out.
2: Or he goes in and he buys that one stock and it goes
1: up. Oh, he's now an expert. Now he's an expert. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And he may be willing to take more risk than he should. That's right. Which leads us back to that diversification thing. Mm -hmm. A number of ways to address investment planning. I can do this on my own, Mm -hmm. but I probably need to have somebody help me with this. That's right. At least help me lay out the plan. Sure. At least know what the questions are. What's my risk Mm -hmm. tolerance? How much diversification am I comfortable with? What's my time horizon? A lot of those things are associated with that. Right. All right. So let's say I've done all these things. Mm -hmm. I've done everything Bubba told me to my budget. I've done the thing related Mm -hmm. to my risk tolerance. I've I've planned for my retirement. I've planned for my taxes. I'm okay with giving money to Mm -hmm. my kids and, and saving for their education. I've learned a little bit about investments. And, you know, now I'm more comfortable in that world. And then I die. Mm hmm. Should I have had an estate plan? Absolutely, and
2: I and we've said this so many times on this show. Absolutely, you should have an estate plan
1: mm-hmm.
2: because if you don't, I mean, the government has one for you. <laughs>
1: All right, say that again. And knowing the people, yeah. most of the people mm-hmm. in this part of the world yeah. who are listening to mm-hmm. our voices right now yeah. and their attitude about taxes and government yeah. and all that sort of yeah. stuff, say what you just said again. If you don't have an
2: estate plan, mm-hmm. the government has one for you.
1: hmm And is
2: it probably what you wanted? Probably not. In most instances, it, it, it is
1: not. Is it going to remember everybody you wanted to remember? No is it going to automatically make sure your church or your school or your favorite charity gets something? No. And for most people.
2: i, I tell you what it would do. Hmm. Uh, it will probably make your heirs a little resentful of Oh, really? You because you have put them through extra steps that they have to do in order to, to close out your estate.
1: Because I didn't have a plan. Right. So even though they love yeah. Papa mm-hmm. even though they love grandmother, if she left them in this situation, even if she had done all these other things mm-hmm. where she had investments, she had retirement accounts, she had put some money away for the kids and the grandkids' college, if she didn't have an estate plan, you're telling me she complicated my life? That's correct. Yep. Okay. All right. So... Uh, got
2: got a couple more minutes left yeah. here, and I want to bring up one last part to this financial mm-hmm. plan.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know,
2: we talked about the seven part. I think there's an eighth part that that many people uh, maybe don't realize or think about. Okay monitoring and adjusting this plan. Life changes. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have Mm -hmm. a grandchild, you may uh, get a divorce, Mm -hmm. you may get an inheritance, Mm -hmm. you may decide that you're going to sell a business, Mm -hmm. you may decide that you're going to retire early, you may decide that you're going to retire later. Yep. Life always changes. And that's, that's the one true constant is that life will change and you need to continue to monitor this plan and make adjustments as you need to.
1: Now, most people out there listening, they say, yeah, you know, that sounds logical, mm-hmm. Bubba. And yeah, if I get a job or I get a promotion or I lose a job, I can see how maybe a divorce. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to throw in two major changes I see happen in people's lives that change them when it comes to their finances okay. or their financial plan. Number one, when a baby's born. Right. You can take a hard daddy. Mm-hmm. You can take a hard granddaddy who says, I ain't ever going to save for them. They're going to have to pull themselves up by their own dang bootstraps. Right. And you hand that little girl to him. Mm-hmm. I can see it in his eyes. Yeah. He melts right. like a stick of butter. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he's calling up, I want to set up a college plan. Oh, for- sure. <laughs> you want a little pony? We'll get two of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want a bicycle? Want a red one? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, that hardened dude so birth of a baby. Right. Number one is a major illness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets a major illness. I see their financial plans change. That's right. And all in addition mm-hmm. to all those other logical things about you know why your estate and, and your financial plan may change, I see it happen a birth of children, birth yep. of babies, and and, and and physical changes. Right. You have a major illness, you have a stroke, um, you get cancer, somebody gets the Parkinson's, um, COVID comes out of left field and gets uncle so-and-so, mm-hmm. um, we, we, you're exactly right. Life changes. Yep. And because of that, you need to stay on top of this financial plan. Don't think you can just put it together one time, tie a bow around it, and stick it in the lockbox. Life changes. You need to have one that can, a, a financial plan that can change with those circumstances. Hope we learned a little bit here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. See you again next week.
0: LLC is not affiliated with SA Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.